0: نستعينه نستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيات أعمالنا من, من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له وصلاة وسلام على أفضل خلق الله على سيدنا وحبيبنا رسول الله وعلى آله وصحابته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد في فيعباد الله أوصيكم وأوصي نفسي بتقوى الله في السر والعلنية فإنما خافت الله رأس الخير ورأس الحكمة الحمد لله الله سبحانه وتعالى أنزل كتابه على نبيه فصدقه فهو أول المؤمنين ثم أرضه على أصحابه وعلى قومه فصدقه بعضهم وكفر بعضهم والله سبحانه وتعالى بعثه بشير ونذيرا بين يدي السعى Alhamdulillah. Fa nahnu Sadaknahu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima ata bi min kitabin wa dinin wa shari'atin. Wa alhamdulillah. Fa hada fadlun subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he came in a time a'la fatra min al-rusul. It was a period of time when the messengers had stopped. So between him and Isa, السلام, there aren't any messengers. And Isa السلام, was the seal of the messengers to Bani Israel. And they, the majority, not all of them, but the majority rejected him. And the Prophet ﷺ came and he took a people who were ignorant, they were living in what was called Jahiliyyah, but they had certain qualities. Very powerful. They loved truth. They hated liars. They were also people of wafa. They hated people that betrayed oaths. In fact, Herodotus, the great Greek historian, said of all peoples, no one takes the oath more seriously than the people of Arabia. This area was called by the Romans Arabia Felix, which means that Arabia Sa'ida, Happy Arabia. There are many, many indications from the previous dispensations of our Prophet, and we find those in uh, the books that they left behind, and in uh, the signs uh, that came when the Prophet came. But one of the most important things that he reminded us of, and this is gets to the heart of what Prophets bring. He reminded us of the nature of the dunya. Because the dunya is very deceptive. It's darul hurur. It's, a, it's an abode of delusion. It's an abode where we can easily forget. Like the pilgrim in Bunyan's uh, Pilgrim's progress. He goes and he he's gone. he's supposed to do uh, something for the king, but by the time he gets to the vanity fair, he gets lost in the vanity fair and he forgets what he was there. And then the sun sets and he realizes the day is over, and this is distraction. Distraction is the enemy of the believer. And Iblis is the one who distracts. So the Prophet ﷺ, one of the most powerful reminders that he gave us is of the temporality of the dunya. And if you read the Qur'an, you will find this constantly in the dunya. There's almost not a page of the Qur'an that doesn't tell us about the ephemeral nature of dunya. So our Prophet ﷺ said, اِخْتَنِمْ means to gain for yourself. Gain five things before five things. The first one he said, shababaka قَبْلَ haramika." Your youth before your haram. Haram is when you get old and decrepit and you can't do the things that you could do when you were young. Even walking up the hill now for me is a lot harder than I was young. Because this is the nature, this is the curvilinear nature of the dunya that Allah has put us in. We grow old. We come into the world like a plant. And we're watered by our caretakers. And then we grow into our strength. Hatta balagha arba'ina, You reach 40. He reaches his climax of physical strength. And then he begins the downward descent. And then by the time he's 50, he's a sheikh whether it's knowledge or not he's the Arabs, they call him Shaykh he's a Shaykh so the Prophet ﷺ said shababaka qabra harmika." the Arabs say shabbat al nar like the fire when it uh, becomes uh, inflamed because shabab is, a, is, a, is like a fire it's burning it has uh, power but like fires they can get out of control. So we use controlled fires to cook our food as an energy source. But a fire, when it gets out of control, it becomes destructive. And so the youth has to have their energy controlled. If it's not controlled, then they will lose their way and go astray. And this is a, a huge problem. And then he said, qabla Your health before your sickness. Five before five you know, take initiative. Get, claim them before these others claim you. qabla Your health before your sickness. All of us will get sick. This is the nature of the dunya. Marabat al Hadz used to say, "La fi ida There's no good in a body that doesn't get sick. The Prophet Sallallahu one of the Sahaba came and he saw the Prophet Sallallahu uh, in, in fever and he said, Ya Rasulullah, you, you have such intense fever. It's, it, the Arabs call it waqa. You know, we, in, in English, we say he's out of whack, you know, from whack. So, Tuak. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi said that he has twice the suffering of the average person. And then the Sahabi said, So you have twice the reward? He said, Ajal. Yes. So the Prophet ﷺ himself got ill, he, f- he fell ill, the best of creation. This is the nature of the body, you will fall ill. So when you're healthy, and when you're young, you have this power, and you have this ability to use it, and you can dissipate it, and then it's gone. And then the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Rinaka qabla Your independence before you're in need, your wealth before your poverty, your wealth before your poverty. Because when you, have, when, you, when you have enough, what suffices you, you're not in need. But when you're in need, that's all you can think about. That's what happens to people when they become impoverished. All they can think about is how I get out of this impoverishment. Like the aboriginals that they uh, interviewed in East Africa. These are people that just, they live every day hunting. They're hunter-gatherers. And the man, he asked him, what's the meaning of life to you? And he said, meat. He said, meat. You know, just getting food. Because that's how they live, day to day. But when you have what you need, you can think about other things. This is the hierarchy of needs. The Prophet ﷺ, his first khutbah, afshu Salam, spread peace. Because you need aman, that's the first thing. What did Ibrahim ask for? His first dua about Mecca, to make this a secure place, Make this a secure place. That was before asking for anything else, security. Because if you have no security, then your life is pure misery, and that's why the worst places are places where there's war, and that's why the Prophet ﷺ he avoided war if he could. do Don't don't hope to seek the enemy. العَافِيَةِ well-being. But if you're forced to meet them, then be courageous. Ibn Abi Jamrah, in his commentary on that, he says, don't desire to meet them because you don't know the outcome. You don't know that it might be a tribulation for you. You might lose the battle. You might end up a captive. (laughs) Al-Afiyah, Ibn Abbas saw a group of people in Ibtila in tribulation. He said didn't they ask Allah for Afiyah? The Prophet asked every day for Afiyah. These were his concerns. Because if you have Afiyah, you have so much, so because it's coming. And you don't know when it will come, how it will come. But when it comes, it devastates you. Ibadah becomes difficult. Ibadah becomes difficult. qabla And then he said, qabla mamatika Your leisure time before you're preoccupied. The Prophet said, nas Two great blessings, the vast majority of people, Many, many people are deprived of these two blessings. al wa wal-faragh. Health and leisure. Because you have leisure time. People here, you, you have this time to study. And then you're on TikTok or something. Wasting your time. Allah's has given you time. Many people don't have time. People used to, many, if you read stories of the, of of the people before this generation. Many people had to leave school when they were in eighth grade. The father died. They would go to work. This was life. Now people have so much entitlement. So he said, use your leisure time before your preoccupation. You will be preoccupied. Use it. And then your life before your death. Because once death comes... Right. When the ajal comes, they can't put it off. Not even a moment. They can't put it off. Nor can they bring it forward. When it comes, it comes. We saw in the earthquake that happened. There were people there buried under the rubble. Days later they found them alive. Because their ajal wasn't there people buried under rubble for days in the mudslide in pakistan i read about a lady who was completely covered but there was water that was trickling down she lasted over 2 weeks because she just got the water to go into her mouth to keep her hydrated when ajal comes you can't you can't avoid the 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 ajal if it's meant to come it's meant to come the 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 uh, the people when that earthquake came and this is you know, one of the things, because somebody called me and said, oh, what does this mean? This is life on earth. Modern people are so divorced from, from tribulation. They, and this is, Ibn Atayilah, he says that, you know, one of the things that Allah does, the reason why tribulation is difficult is because we're so accustomed to his ihsan. So when the tribulation comes, it suddenly we're shaken up. But that's part of the purpose. The zilzal... Is to shake people up. The Prophet said, Ja'at al Rajifa, Rajifah, Jaat al-Rajah. The shaking of the hour, how could we know what the shaking of the hour was if we don't see earthquakes in the dunya? We're told that the whole world, How could we know what that means? If we didn't have examples, if Allah doesn't send examples, al Hadmi, Shaheed, the one who died there, he's a, he's a martyr. He's a, he's a martyr, she's a martyr. There, they found the Imam with his Subha, and his family, he dead. His family said he never left Tahajjud. At 4.17 in the morning, he was probably up doing Tahajjud. Hopefully many of them before they went to bed, they did what the Prophet Sallallahu told them to do. He said, if you, and this is in Al-Bukhari, he said, if you go to your bed, say, when you go to your bed, you know, get on your right side, say. Allahumma aslamtu nafsi ilaik." Aslamtu nafsi ilayk. I have given my life to you in submission. That's the reality, you're just admitting it. That's the reality. You're just being a Muslim by admitting it. Everybody is in Islam to Allah. But there's conscious Muslimun, and then there's the people that don't even know. That they're in submission to Allah. I Nafsi to nafs-e-eleik, wal-jahd to dhar-e-eleik, wafwatu amri-eleik, rabbatan warabbatan eleik. Out of I, I've put my given my back to you out of desire for you. Rabbatan warabbatan eleik. La maljaa, wa la man jaminka illa eleik. Aamntu bi-kitabika ladhi anzalt, wabi-rasoolika al-ladhi arsalt. This is what we're supposed to say and the Prophet said, if you die, مت, if you die in the night, mitta al-fitrah, you died on fitra. That means it's like you died as a newborn baby. Kulumuluddin Yuladu Al Fitra. So you're ready to go back to Allah. So there were people that were ready to go back to Allah. But all of the people who died there, if they were believers, are martyrs. They just have different maqamat. And this is one of the tribulations, but the real crisis is in the, the corruption. People say, well, how could all these people die? The corruption, because people have forgotten Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They don't have, we have buildings here that are coded to withstand 9.0 earthquake in San Francisco. 9.0. That's almost unheard of. There's 9.0. In Japan, we were in Japan, I was in a building with Sheikh Abdullah and the building started shaking we went into Sajda you know, that's the Sunnah you see in California they have all the things what you should do in an earthquake and they have a picture of a man in Sajda <laughs> I'm not making this up you can go and look it's a picture of a man in Sajda so we went into Sajda but in Japan they have wheels in the buildings that drop down when it starts to shake so they just roll because they actually care about people's lives But there's venal, greedy people that don't care about people's lives. These are people on the Day of Judgment. And this is where the Prophet ﷺ said, لَا تَزَارُ قَدَمَ عَبْدٍ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ A man will not move on the day, حتى يسال يُسَلُ He'll be asked. He'll be asked about his life and how he spent it. His life and how he spent it. His knowledge. يُسَلُ عَنْ عِلْمِهِ What did he do with his knowledge? On his wealth, what did he do with it and how did he spend it? He'll be asked about his body and how On his body and what he did with his body. This gift that we've been given to take care of. The ancient Chinese said that that a human being has to preserve his health because the soul needs time to be perfected. So there's a duty. That's why the prophet was so concerned about health. Aisha's uh, nephew said that, the, 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 he asked her how he knew so, she knew so much about medicine. This is in the uh, Dhabi's book on tib. And she said, because I always heard the prophet discussing things with doctors. And then she, they, she said, "His uh, the kitchen was like an apothecary's kitchen. Because he, he, he used herbs and different things to treat. And there's many, many amazing hadiths about uh, treat, treatment. The Prophet ﷺ scanned one of the sahaba came, and he complained, the Prophet put his hand on his chest, and he said, you have a heart condition. He said, Il bil Harith al go and see al harith He's a he's a doctor. So he was given referral. He literally diagnosed him like a like a scan now. You go in and they do an ultrasound. He he just put his hand on his chest. This is our our Prophet. He, he, he was a miracle walking. We believed him. We are believers. We believed him. The Prophet told us the earth had a beginning, the whole cosmos had a beginning. What did they say then? The scientists of that time, they called them philosophers. They said, No, the earth has always been here, The, the heavens have always been here. This was Aristotle's opinion. These were the scientists of their age, the ulama. Even some of the Muslims fell into that trap and believed them. And now our scientists say, Oh, The universe had a beginning. 1400 years ago we believed that. Our ummah. When they were saying, no, it's always been here. And then the Prophet said, the universe has an end. They called the big crunch. And 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 the scientists at that time, they said, no, the universe will go on forever. It's always been here. But we believed him. And now the scientists say, oh, the universe comes to an end. The Prophet said, you will die. And you will be raised up. The scientists today, they say, ah, oh, we're just matter. We become stones. Even Allah says, become stones, become iron, become whatever He wants, but you will be raised up. Allah tells them, kunu hijara, but go ahead, be be stones, be whatever you want. Yeah, you're that material matter, but He's going to bring you back. He's going to bring that coccyx back, the seed there that, that, that you cannot destroy, which we believe is somewhere well who knows what it could be like a quark or a neutrino but it's there and we will be recreated our prophet promised us that so these are the, the the reminders that the prophet gave us finally as a great reminder he said badru bil amali sab'an preempt with your actions seven things Preempt them. It's similar to these five, but he added some more to, as reminders. We have to preempt the the the, the before we see the, the, the haram, we, we we use our youth. Before we see the, the poverty, we use but then he added a dajjal. ad-dajjal sharru ibn the worst of things that are coming. We're moving into, even recently, the head of the major Christian church, they revealed a letter that he said about believing it was the antichristic age. There are many aspects. But one of the things about the age of the antichrist, the Dajjal, Masih Dajjal, is people stop mentioning him on the mimbar. So nobody even thinks about the Dajjal. But the Dajjal is real. And there are many dajjalah, many dajjalah, people that come with promises. So the Prophet ﷺ warned us about that. The sa'a will come. The three sa'a, the sa'a of our life. That sa'a came for the people in Turkey when the earthquake came, if they were decreed to die, it came for them and Allah took them. And then the sa'a of a generation. We're a generation we'll be gone maybe a year two years maybe a month maybe a day none of us knows this is why he said badiru bil amal you know quickly qabla like your life before you die because once you die rabbi amal sariha you know let me go back oh, i promise i'll do good right but allah says no I'm... you had your time and you, you wasted it so may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people of of mubadara, you know of taking the initiative make us people who who uh, think deeply about what we're here for because the rabbana ma kharaqta hadha subhanaka fa adab adhaban nar rabb bahani says that when they said that they understood that this is purpose, and that's why the first thing they said, save us. In other words, there's an accountability. This is not Sabahlala. This is not Abath. This is not foolishness. This is a real place and it has real consequences. And our lives will determine the harvest in the afterlife. was